Warning, this show covers various real-life topics that some listeners may find disturbing and or triggering. Please note that these topics are spoken on in order to drive public discourse and are not meant for malicious intent. All opinions are mine and mine only. Your discretion is advised. What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Roy, and you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Happy Self-Care Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, and my apologies for being away for a total week, but I am back, and as per usual, we do have a lot to talk about, and we got a major piece of breaking news that just happened as of uh, recent, but before we get into that, we're going to cover Elon Musk buying Twitter, continuing the coverage in Ukraine, and of course, the passing away of Kevin Samuels, and we're going to talk about what that means for the Manosphere and just other men advice and topics going forward. So you already know what to do. Go ahead and roll one up. Poor libation and kick back with your boy Roy because the show starts now. out real quick first of all i want to say thank you so much for tuning in but i also want to let you know there's a new way to support feel free to go into the description section of this podcast episode and click the donate button and donate what your heart desires thank you so much Welcome and bienvenue, mes amis. This is your boy Roy, and you are tuned into Back to Center Podcast, of course, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. I do want to apologize for being away for a whole week, and honestly, it wasn't even planned. I originally had a podcast episode that was set to release with Nukasa of Nothing Much Podcast, but the perfectionist that I am realized after listening to it a couple of times that honestly, it fucking sucked. And not necessarily because of Nukasa, actually, in fact, because of me. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to just go ahead and re-record it again at another date and time. But I wanted to come out with this episode primarily because, yeah, there is a lot of breaking news in relation to some of the topics that I cover. The news is somewhat parallel, so prevalent, I think, to uh, the audience. But also because there's a lot of other symmetries as well just throughout this week that really ties into this entire message. And even going back into what I was speaking on the previous weeks before in regards to male disposability. So that's partly the reason why I decided to go ahead and and move that episode, move it back. I didn't post it. uh, Decided to just go ahead and go with the regular program that I already have scripted out for the year and obviously for the month. I mean, of course, Kevin Hart... (laughs) Not Kevin Hart. Jeez, if Kevin Hart passed away too, man, I would be I would be upset. To be totally honest, if Kevin Hart and Kevin Samuels passed away within the same week, I would be fucking pissed. But no, thankfully Kevin Hart is still alive. Uh, shout out Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart love his comedy, love his work, and rest in peace to Kevin Samuels. And I don't want to obviously in my heart of hearts, I'm jumping there immediately because it it's important. And I don't want to sound like one of those guys who. You know, I'm not a Kevin Samuels loyalist. Like, I didn't listen to every single episode, and I didn't agree with every single thing that he said. But from the perspective and angle that he was giving out the information, and even though, yes, his personality was rather abrasive, he was doing something that I think is rather important. Because today's dating climate, it's taken more of a jokingly manner from how I was presenting it before. And it's almost become something actually a bit serious. Like, this is kind of getting real. At this point, so we need to somehow come together and come up with a, I wouldn't say solution or just 
a resolve as to what kind of issues both sexes, whether that be intersex or transsexual, even in those kind of conversations, I think this kind of conversation has to segue into that area as well. So it, it takes all of humanity to speak on topics such as, and I think Kevin Samuels grabbed a particular niche that is even more prevalent than all of those categories that I mentioned, the black community being the most important. And in addition to that, the way he was able to obviously incorporate other people of other ethnicities as well into his message, which is why it's doubly important to talk about it. But before we get into that, I do want to cover some covering topics on uh, such as Ukraine. And honestly, I'm not going to go too deep into it, obviously, because how much more can you talk about war? You know, I, I think this is a prevalent topic simply because it affects all of us to some degree. I mean, it could be World War Three. You never fucking know. And that might be a little too assumptive, you know, to make that kind of a, a kind of I wouldn't say accusation, but to make that kind of claim that this will be the catalyst to World War Three. However, it's important to keep an eye on it because at the same token, in, in a more serious context, as much as you want to say it jokingly, this quite potentially could become the catalyst to World War Three. So it's important to know where we're going and Without me reading a bunch of documents or a bunch of articles on the internet, which should be the useful thing that I should do, uh, the truthful thing that I should do. However, I will just give my opinion on the war because this is an opinion-based podcast. And quite frankly, I don't think anyone cares anyway if whether I had the correct information or not. And this isn't for me to spread misinformation. I know how that might come across, especially in a transcript. Uh, no, this isn't me spreading misinformation. This is just me speaking my, what I believe to be, quote unquote, my truth. This is what everyone runs with nowadays. Um, obviously, this war is, I can't say it is of no reason, because obviously Russia has its reasons. Ukraine has its reasons. But also America has its reasons. And I think this is the biggest reason as to why this war is going on in the first place, because America has a knack for consistently meddling in other people's business, especially in areas we don't necessarily need to be in. And of course, this begets different conflicts throughout said region. Now, I noticed that while, well, I wasn't necessarily doing the research for this, but I was at the gym and they casually was playing this shit on the TV. Uh, Nancy Pelosi made her way to Ukraine, like unannounced. She just kind of like pulled up, which is kind of weird because if there's a whole war going on in the country, how do you just randomly pull up to said country? Now, again, I don't have the article in front of me, so she may not be in a, in a conflict area, right? She obviously may not be in a conflict area, but me personally speaking, I think if a U.S. official is going to end up on the soil of where there's a current war-torn country or where there's conflict currently going on, I almost want to believe, and I don't want to make a wild assumption, that's what we do on the internet, we make wild assumptions, but... Uh, I almost want to believe that, you know, we're playing some sort of a role and not the obvious role that the media is portraying to us, but something a little more nefarious, not trying to get all conspiracy theory ish, but that's just what I'm thinking. If Nancy Pelosi is going to pull up during a war in the middle of what could be close to a conflict area, you know, I think something a little more behind the scenes is, is going on, but that's my two cents about it. I'm just going to save my piece there. Moving on to better news, we got Elon Musk buying Twitter. 
He did that a couple weeks ago. I'm actually late on the news. However, with some recent updates, we got Elon Musk getting ready to fire 1,000 people from the Twitter staff, and he aims to increase revenue by $26.4 billion by 2028. I think that's a great idea, and I think it's a good move because obviously we all know the trash can of the internet that Twitter is, and it holds, it harbors a lot of people in these enclaves that just have these outlandish opinions. Some of them are politically far left, some of them are politically far right. However, the beautiful thing here is that both Elon and I, I'm saying this as if I had a decision in what Elon's about to do, like I told him, like I gave him the go ahead, like, yeah, go ahead, do that. But both Elon and I, and I'm pretty sure every other American in the United States or just globally, can agree to freedom of speech. So, what does that mean for Twitter? Twitter is going to turn into the wild, wild west, which is what it should be. It should be a place to be able to speak your opinions. Um, however, obviously, there's probably going to be some form of moderation to it. I mean, obviously, you can't just let everything fly, or can you? I don't know. I feel like I grew up in an age where freedom of speech meant you could say literally whatever you wanted, and now that's not so much the case. I don't know if I should be happy about that because I never have necessarily said everything that I've wanted. I don't think anyone necessarily has because I can imagine I'm not the only one who has somewhat vile thoughts at times. And if I am the only one that happens to have vile thoughts, not only are you lying, but you're not listening to the darkest parts of you, which you probably should because if you're suppressing those feelings, who knows what could happen if you are provoked. But that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like nowadays you can't get away with saying what you want. And with Twitter potentially pivoting to a platform that becomes more based on free speech and getting the ability to do so, I could only imagine what's going to erupt years from now. Say, the new election in 2024. Will Trump make a comeback? Some people already speculate that he will. Others are praying that he doesn't. I think, personally, it was like a one-time thing. I don't think he'll want to do it again, especially if you consider his diet. I don't know if anyone's read the, uh, someone did like a, a reenactment, like a diet, a diet, a dyadic, uh, dyadic. You're going to listen to me struggle to this, struggle with this word live. I believe, I guess you could call it somewhat of a dietic reenactment of his diet, right? So like two people from, I think it was like fucking Buzzfeed or some shit did his like diet for a day and it was absolute trash. It was like 12 cans of diet Coke and a plethora of other bullshit processed foods. But with all that being considered, hopefully he would either A, decide not to come back and being president. I have no qualms if he did or not. Um, personally, this year, I didn't vote at all because I wasn't going to vote for Biden. Biden called the Pope an African-American. I might be wrong on that because I didn't see the full context of it, but I did see that clip and that was fucking hilarious. And being that I don't like Biden, I might just run with it. But see, that is the pervasiveness of not only our opinions, but how social media pivots a lot of these, uh, these instances and these happenstances, et cetera, et cetera. So it's pretty interesting. I don't know. I think Twitter will become the platform to be if you are in like the public eye, if you're a public figure. Obviously, Elon Musk aims to make people pay for that, which I think is pretty interesting, too. And that's a great way to increase that revenue. Making larger, obviously larger corporations and larger figureheads pay for access to using Twitter is a definite plus up 
especially if it's at like 30 cents per user. So if it's a licensing situation where they're having access to multiple accounts within the umbrella of that corporation and they're posting on a continuous basis, that's a great revenue stream for Twitter. And it's a great way to go ahead and supplement everything else that they're doing. So hats off to Elon Musk. I'm excited to see what happens if Twitter no longer becomes the cesspool that it is or that it was. Shout out to Elon, hopefully, for changing it. Then it might come back. Who knows? Back to center might have its own uh, might have its own Twitter. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'm kind of getting over social media as a whole anyway. Part of me, considering I work remote, I hate being in front of the computer or just being on my phone for long periods of time anyway. So who knows? That shit is up in the air. But when we come back, we are going to talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Samuels. More importantly, we're going to talk about his effects on the dating landscape. In addition to, we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Because there was a lot of fucking ugly. Uh, But we're going to talk about that and more once we come back from the break. This is your boy Roy. And you've been tuned into Back to Center Podcast.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That song was Good Lies by Vividry. And if you are a Kevin Hart subscriber, then you already know what song was that song was. Uh, that was the intro song to his podcast opening. And, you know, honestly, it makes me a little sad. Like, hearing that song before, I used to get really excited. And I, I love that song. It's what we like to call a high-value or high-value music. Um, but I was always excited. I was like, yes, here's another Kevin Hart episode. Not Kevin Hart. I need to stop saying Kevin Hart. Here's another Kevin Samuels episode. And now it's kind of more of a, it's more done in memorial. It's strange. I mean, at the end of the day, one thing that we all have to remember is that we're nothing more but a vapor in this world, essentially. And regardless of how long we think time is, time inherently is not that long if you really think about it. There's not a lot of time between us and, you know, slave revolutions, historical wars, world wars, crazy civil events. You know, we're not that far removed from it. So it's always, uh, I, I believe death is always a chance to remember that you are not here for a long period of time. And the best thing you can do is live a life that you want. And I mean, I believe Kevin Samuels did exactly that. He made it his mission to not only make speaking on dating topics, dating and relationship dy dynamics, his full-time job, but he also made it his life's purpose at the end of the day because everything he did eventually was geared towards that. And you know, something funny enough, I don't necessarily believe in a God per se, but I do like to think that everything we do in this world is because we're on some sort of path. I don't know, we don't know what the path is necessarily, but. I do believe that every action we take isn't necessarily 100% our own free will. I think some things are ordained because we feel a bit stronger towards some uh, some subjects or some things as opposed to others. And you might notice this within yourself. Some topics just may not call you or you may not feel as strong, uh, strongly, excuse me, to some topics as opposed to others. And I think it's within those little notions and those little quote unquote life shoves that we get the feeling that perhaps we should be doing something a bit different. And I think Kevin Samuels perfectly followed all of those hunches. I also think he was a little conniving as well because he was able to capitalize on a lot of YouTube promotion and things of that nature, which isn't a bad thing. I think it's very smart, very savvy from a from an entrepreneur's perspective and he did what he had to do to, to reach the top so i think it's very motivating i think it's very unfortunate however that it ended at 56 and he played such a huge role and this is the, the good about it is that he played such a huge role in the manosphere encouraging men and women to better themselves in a tough love manner that admittedly was very polarizing as well as character and i'd almost even argue his laugh as well there were some instances where his laugh was very polarizing. Me personally, I hated it, but I knew it was genuine. So, I mean, how can you hate a genuine laugh, right? Obviously, you're going to laugh with them. Um, but the way that he would dish out his information, dish out his tough love, dish out his wisdom, it wasn't nice. You know, we don't live life to be nice, per se. Obviously, we want to be kind to one another, when someone is in need and you can help them because you have a surplus, then yes, it is probably best that you do help this person because if the shoe were on the other foot, I'm sure you would want that person to help. But not only that, be able to help within their parameters as well, right? And taking that back to Kevin Samuels, he taught us what he knew from the perspective of how he knew it. 
And whether that was polarizing and you felt it was abrasive, then hey, if the shoe fits, wear it. You know, there were some moments where Kevin Samuels would say some things in regards to men that would always get, make me go back, you know, do a double take at the at the screen and think, ah, I don't know about that one, Chief. But then sometimes you have to let things marinate. And it's not about doing mental gymnastics to get to the perspective of the other person, but it's a matter of saying, okay, well, if X, Y, and Z equals this sum, then what if we introduce this variable or this variable? Do we get the same result? And obviously not. However, in this case, the kind of information he was giving was genuine, straight from the heart. Maybe some of it might have been marketed a little bit funny. You know, I think personally with the colognes, it was always an attempt to, uh, I guess, commercialize himself, right? Which, again, is not a bad thing. You're on YouTube, baby. You need to do that. Like, from a podcast perspective, that's something that I also need to do. And once I start my YouTube as well, not that I'm trying to be the next Kevin Samuels, but when I start my YouTube as well, obviously commercializing it, creating a revenue stream that's what we're all trying to do and if i can give information from that perspective then why not and i think kevin samuels was exactly on par with that and he masterfully did it i believe he was one of the very few instagram instagram i believe he was one of the very few youtube stars that obviously started from nothing but also not only cultivated a large subscri subscriber base but inherently influenced culture I've never seen a YouTuber do that before. Kevin Samuels, in one way or another, was able to influence culture because what we take for granted, relationships, dynamics, being with each other, there is so much, there's so much vitriol and so much minutia to get into in that topic. And we all take it for granted, but we don't realize how important all of those things are to us. Listen, I've spent a lot of time alone over the last couple of weeks. Again, I work remote. I do my own thing. I do my own projects. I don't really speak to my old friends that often. If any of you are listening, shout out to you guys. Low-key miss you guys. Let's go ahead and grab a drink. But with all that being said, one thing that we don't realize is just how important relationships are. And I mean, hey, maybe we do. Maybe it's just me being the quote-unquote lone wolf that I am that has yet to appreciate being around people that are like-minded and opinionated like myself. And it's not that I'm looking for an echo chamber, but that's a whole nother topic for another day. But what we took for granted, the dynamics of the relationships, Kevin Samuels constantly put at the forefront time and time again. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't nice. A lot of, and here's one thing that bothered me in, in some regard. And I had to think about this too, because growing up, I always thought, you know, there's that one special someone for you. But Realistically, relationships take work, and I don't want to say they're a business, but it's a team effort and it's a dynamic, so things have to mesh. But more importantly than things meshing is things have to qualify. For example, I can't walk into an NFL stadium and just expect to be, you know, wide receiver number one. I wouldn't even expect to make it on the fucking field, let alone have a shot at being wide receiver number one. Though what I'm trying to get here is the perspective that he made that you had to qualify to be with someone that is of high value it even ruffled my feathers as a male and he was speaking on my behalf as a young man who is trying to do everything that he can to get himself in that area you know finally moved up a different tax bracket i'm starting my business from scratch all over again and you know just a litany of other projects makes me feel like i'm heading in the right direction and even when he was speaking on my behalf it made me feel a certain type of way but it's not that i came around to what he was saying or i was coaxed into it but 
After giving it a lot of thought, these things started to click a little bit more, especially once you start putting in the work and you start seeing how some things in your life change. Like for example, the, the smallest effect of being in better shape. Although that may sound very trivial, you'd be amazed at how people treat you once you are deemed attractive to society. It is fucking insane. And I don't want to sound like that guy who's like mad at society. This is instinctual. This is just what we do as humans. I'm just now privy to that, to that uh, knowledge or I guess treatment rather, right? And it's nothing insane. It's not like I'm being held at the highest of echelons because, oh, the boy finally got a six pack. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that there are levels to this shit. And Kevin Samuels, hate it or love it, he explained that there were levels in life and in this dating game and in these power dynamics. And we can't sit here and constantly be ignorant to the fact that in life, there are things that are greater than others. And this is not me saying that men are greater than women, not in the slightest. There are plenty of men and, uh, and women of equal merit who are able to display their value in ways that neither of both sexes can in some form or fashion. So that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though, is in agreement to what Kevin, ha Kevin Samuel's argument was the entire time is that yes, there are levels to this, not every woman's gonna qualify for a top guy. And yeah, that is what I think the perfect, that is the good with Kevin Samuels. Obviously the bad, which could be a little subjective here, going back to his abrasive style. Uh, it was never necessarily received well by females, especially the black community, which honestly is quite understandable. And from a statistical perspective, that is what helped grow his channel. So I think he leaned into that fact and he ran with it a lot of the times and he caught a lot of hell for it. Uh, the hell, which we'll explain in a minute, but he did catch some hell. But at the same time, it also helped his numbers in a great deal as well, because that topic was so, so opposed so heavily. It couldn't help but have the same haters come back time and time again. And some haters turned into evangelists and then you know, the process repeated itself. So he was able to build an empire in that regard because of his, you know, his realistic candor, his ability to be very transparent, but also his ability to speak presentation style and everything as well. I feel like I'm, I'm speaking on a fucking Kevin Samuels highlight reel right now, <laughs> but I also believe this is a just desserts, just do, because it's not that his abilities didn't pay off. You know, he spoke again, he spoke on topics that we all relate to. We just fucking take for granted time and time again, which is ultimately the problem. But I believe I do believe, excuse me, um, that every every podcast or every guy with a mic, <laughs> essentially, that's what we all are. Right. Just guys with mics. Um, I do believe that every guy with a mic is trying to share from his perspective in hopes that it can better someone like for me, when I talk about almost killing myself. I say all of that, not because I'm just some guy with a mic and I, I need to, you know, get this off my chest. In some regards, yeah, you could say that, but also because you never know who that might help. You know, I remember this one time I went to a bar, went to go meet up with my my ex at that at the time. And uh, she was with her friends and she told her friends that I was making music. Side note, I'm changing my artist name. Um, I'm not going to tell you guys what it is as of yet, but changing my artist name. New music is coming out, but soon. Anyway, uh, when I got to the bar, she told all her friends that I made music, which kind of put me on the spot. Um, I was a little upset at that because she wanted me to perform during the open mic. And I just 
I just came back from a studio session that was I personally felt was absolute trash. I was feeling down in the dumps. Uh, but she did want me to to sing one song that I recorded, which was really, really well received, I guess you could say. Uh, so I went on, went on stage, I grabbed the mic, proceeded to sing, and you know, the wildest thing happened. It was once I got off the stage, I was feeling like I didn't really do that well. And this isn't to downplay my abilities. I just am a tough critic on myself. Um, I had a naval officer, totally fucking random. I had a naval officer come up to me and give me one of his medals, one of the highest medals off his body. And he said, when I was in the Navy, I was very depressed, suicidal, I lost a friend. When I got out of the Navy, things got better. However, still had those memories. However, when I sang, it almost like morphed his memories. It almost took the pain out of remembering his friend and it turned it into something, he had like a moment of clarity and it changed his perspective. And this is the importance of someone like Kevin Samuels, fucking hate it or love it, but someone out there, and we could even extract this from Kevin Samuels, apply it to a general sense, and I could say it like this. No matter how stupid you think your story is, you have no fucking clue how much that could benefit someone. So honestly, more credit to Kevin Samuels because he was able to cuff his nuts, get up in front of the mic, make videos, make podcasts, make episodes, interview women, battle back and forth with some of these scuzzies of scuzzies. And somewhere out there, someone was receptive to this information. It bettered their life and they were able to make something out of themselves. I mean, time ultimately will tell what happens to the Kevin Samuel disciple. But for the most part, I do believe his message was aimed in a fashion or aimed at a target that was in hopes that men that feel that they need to upgrade their life can hear these messages, take the parts that resonate, obviously leave what doesn't, but build upon that and become better. That's what we all need. That's what we all strive for. That's what I'm striving for. I'm hungry for that. I'm hungry for that kind of growth, that kind of yearning and just wanting to become the very best version of myself. And it's not like I'm doing it in futility. I literally see myself week after week get better and better and better. I'm like, how fucking far can I take this? And part of that was due to listening to guys like Kevin Samuels. It wasn't necessarily Kevin Samuels himself, but it was those men that were willing to carry a message that they felt strongly enough that would not only benefit others, but reverberate from time. Kevin Samuels isn't the first Kevin Samuels. There's other people that have done this. But again, the perspective is being that Kevin Samuels was the one to take it and run with it to this fashion and to this extent is something that needs to be acknowledged. And as crazy as, as his passing is, it's even crazier to see the ugly, which is that both men and women that have felt vilified from his words, whether personal or otherwise, rejoiced and celebrated his passing. Glad that both him and his message are now gone. And here's my question. When have we stooped so low as a society to be happy about one's death? especially to someone who simply shared an opposing viewpoint from your own. I'm not exactly sure what that means for the rest of society in terms of how telling that is to someone's character, but I do believe that it's truly disturbing to openly express those sort of opinions simply because he made you feel bad about yourself. Listen, ultimately, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. If you're the type of person to be easily offended from words, 
unfortunately that sucks but that is not to the detriment that shouldn't be to the detriment of other other people and that shouldn't give you the means to just go ahead and celebrate someone died because you said you're average and whether he said that to you or to an enclave that you feel like you belong to hey if it didn't if it didn't resonate or if it didn't hit if it was a miss why are you so offended why are you so happy that he's dead you know the argument that he did nothing but bash uh, black women all day is absolutely false and it's ludicrous and i say it's ludicrous simply because the full context and the full extent of his message was so much greater than the black community so much greater than even straight or i would even dare to say even straight or gay dating so much more than that it was from a humanitarian perspective it was just about the dynamics between the sexes and the importance about understanding those dynamics and how both of those pieces to that dynamic in that whole monolith is important it's not about one being better than the other it was about how important that sort of balance was and i think to put all of that information and use the nuclear family as an example of that was brilliant because that's something we can all relate to whether that be straight gay or trans because what is the nuclear family the nuclear family is simply a lead a support and the children that's it so whether that be a man or woman man a man woman woman whatever you want to put in between that and we could have this conversation as well as to what is a man's true function if you ask me i think it's simply that of being a leader and being able to provide however i don't think those functions are exclusive to sex alone i think both sexes both identities whatever identity you want to portray yourself as i think they both or all can inherently perform that function because these are traits we're talking about these are human traits these aren't we're not robots and that's the last thing i want to leave here is that because we've gotten so caught up in what he's saying and trying to categorize it and just you know subjectify everything and put it all in a in a fucking box but we're talking about real humans real emotions real dynamics you know things that actually matter at the end of the day we can sit in front of a youtube screen all day but until we both sexes intersexes whatever sexes you want to call it, until people are able to just come together and have these kind of conversations and not only that but start to begin begin to live in harmony again because that's something we're not doing as a people and as a society at whole we're not living in harmony but my belief is that in some weird way in some weird form or fashion the pandora's box has been relinquished here and the crazy thing is we think or his opposition would probably assume that the message has now died it will no longer be prevalent i have a feeling that this has done nothing but just break the seal off the vacuum that is the manosphere and i do believe that we will start to see new attributions new collaborations and more contributions to the manosphere and just male advice overall at the end of the day we need it man you know like we need perspective and we need perspective of other people and we need perspective of people that have lived much longer lives than us you know so to close out because this has been rather long i want to say rest in peace kevin samuels my condolences to the family uh thank you personally although i i wouldn't necessarily classify myself as a african-american i'm an afro-caribbean by way of being uh french and haitian 
I do still want to say thank you because from a man's perspective, you you said a lot of things that I didn't hear growing up, which I think is ultimately what the biggest chasm is. That is the chasm. It is it is men that haven't heard things of this nature. And uh, I want to personally thank Kevin Samuels. Obviously, it's a little too late now because he's gone, which is, you know, kind of regretful, but appreciate the messages, although sometimes they could have been abrasive. I appreciate the fact that you put them out there and also you inspired me to cuff my nuts, speak quote unquote my truth, but also drive a very important conversation, which is at its core, how can men and women get along again? But from a macro viewpoint, how can society get along again? Because that's something we so desperately need at this moment in time. So. This is your boy, Roy. We will be back next week with another episode, but until then, I'm going to let you go. Have a blessed week. Enjoy all of it, the sunshine. Please remember that we are just a vapor at the end of the day. Nothing is forever, but while we're here, make the best of it, okay? So this is your boy, Roy. Have a great self-care Saturday, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.